Thanks for tuning in to Magicast Daigai, the show where we bring you fascinating stories from the past and make them magically entertaining. I'm your host, and today we have a special guest joining us to unravel the mystery of the Huns. Get ready for a wild ride through history as we dive deep into the captivating world of these nomadic warriors. Please give a warm welcome to our expert on the subject, our very own history aficionado, who needs no introduction. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here, ready to take a journey through time and unveil the secrets of the enigmatic Huns with you. Excellent. Now, I'm sure many of our listeners are curious about who the Huns really were. So, let's set the stage. Just so you know, folks, the Huns were not your ordinary neighbors next door. These guys were the ultimate conquerors, roaming Europe like a horde of hungry locusts. But, dear guest, please tell us more about these fierce warriors. Absolutely, host. The Huns burst onto the scene during the 4th century, emerging from the mysterious lands beyond the Volga River. They were nomadic, pastoralist people who knew nothing about agriculture. I mean, hey, who needs vegetables when you can dominate on horseback, right? Ha! Ain't that the truth. So, tell us, how did they manage to build such a massive empire in a short span of time? Ah, the Huns had some serious skills, my friend. They were masters of mounted archery, their aim so precise it could make Hawkeye jealous. Their strategic movements were as fast as lightning, charging forward and retreating in the blink of an eye. This kind of warfare brought them tremendous victories, scaring the bejesus out of everyone they encountered. Wow, sounds like the Huns were no joke. Now, here's a question that's been bugging me. Did they have a single leader, or were they like a band of merry primates? Ah, that's the million-dollar question right there, host. Historians are still scratching their heads over this one. In the 4th century, the Huns were led by different group leaders called primates, but whether they had an overall main leader is uncertain. However, around 432, their various factions united under the kingship of Rua, or I like to call him ruler of the hordes. <laughs> I like that title. So, what happened after Rua's reign? Well, my friend, Rua passed the baton to his two nephews, Bleda and Attila. These guys were a dynamic duo, negotiating a peace treaty with the Eastern Roman Empire. The Romans had to double their subsidies. But, oh boy, it seems Rome didn't quite deliver the goods, and Attila wasn't one to let things slide. Oh, snap. What did Attila do? Hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. In 441, Attila launched a furious assault on the Roman Danubian frontier, advancing like a whirlwind, almost reaching Constantinople itself. Talk about an unwelcome houseguest. I can only imagine the panic in the city. But why did he attack again in 447? That, my friend, remains a mystery as deep as the Bermuda Triangle. For some unknown reason, Attila unleashed his forces once more, devastating the Balkans and charging further south into Greece. It was as though he couldn't resist the allure of a Suvlaki pit stop. <laughs> Attila and his love for Suvlaki, who would have thought? Now, during all of these conquests, did the Huns happen to amass a small fortune? Sounds like a goldmine waiting to happen. You hit the nail on the head, host. The Huns were not only fearsome warriors but excellent negotiators. They managed to secure significant amounts of gold from the Romans through treaties and, of course, a bit of plunder. 
Suddenly, these nomadic folks had more gold than they knew what to do with. It changed their society, making their military leadership hereditary in Attila's family. Incredible. Attila the Hun, the gold-loving conqueror. Now, let's fast forward a bit. What happened to these notorious Huns in the end? Oh, dear host, this is where the story takes a twist. In 451, Attila set his sights on conquering Gaul. But fate had other plans. Roman and Visigothic forces joined together, dealt a massive blow to Attila's ambitions at the Battle of the Catalanian Plains. It wasn't looking so Adelanian for our Hunnic friend. <laughs> I see what you did there. But what about their invasion of Italy? Ah, the Italian escapade. In 452, the Huns stormed their way into Italy, sacking cities left and right. But unfortunately for them, famine and pestilence got in the way of their looting spree. They had to pack their bags and leave. It's like the classic tale of getting caught red-handed with crumbs on your face at the cookie jar. <laughs> Those pesky cookies always ruin the fun. Now, as we wrap up this epic episode, could you tell us what eventually became of the Huns? Well, host, after Attila's death in 453, which some say happened under mysterious circumstances, his sons divided up the empire among themselves. But alas, they couldn't hold it together. Revolts and internal struggles weakened the Huns. Eventually, the Eastern Roman Empire closed the frontier, and the Huns faded into history, leaving behind tales of their awe-inspiring conquests. Incredible. The rise and fall of the Huns, truly a whirlwind of a story. Thank you so much, my esteemed guest, for enlightening us on this remarkable tale. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us on another magical episode of Magicast.ai. Stay tuned for more captivating stories from the annals of history. Until then, keep your spirits high and your archery skills sharper than ever. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye and keep exploring, fellow history enthusiasts. Remember, there's always more to uncover.